Welcome to the Therapeutic Bullshit Podcast, where we become better therapists by cutting through our own bullshit. As therapists, we like to get high on our own excuses. Unfortunately, we don't often confront what it means when we lose our authenticity and our ability to connect with our own humanity. Welcome to all the shit you don't want to see. Perfect. Okay, so my name is Marjorie Ware. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist associate here in Washington State. And I primarily work with all ages so far. But I am realizing that one of my favorite niches, or is it niche? I think it's niche. I don't niche. know. Niche. Who, I, if you're bougie, call it niche. If you're not, do it the right way and call it niche. And I really enjoy working with an anti-oppression lens and uh, really paying attention to women specifically and people of color and noticing how much I really enjoy that work. And I'm Lindsay Pierce. I am also a licensed marriage and family therapist associate. And I also operate here in Washington state. Um, I have over a decade in social services um, as well as mental health fields. So including chemical dependency and social work. Um, in addition, I'm an anti-impression trainer, and in my free time, I'm an author, She's <laughs> believe fancy. it or not. <laughs> I don't know about that. We sometimes occasionally call ourselves fancy therapists. It's fine. <laughs> so the thing is, you know, why, I mean, this also, first of all, this mm-hmm. is our very first episode, so welcome. Like, we're Ooh. really glad you're all here and listening. Um I feel like this podcast is the culmination of many, many, many conversations we've had already. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the reason we kind of wanted to make this podcast. I mean, it's really for us to go back later on in life (laughs) and just to be like, hey, remember when we used to talk about that shit? Yes, I do. Well, and also like there's a lot of topics that have come up that we're suddenly realizing that like, wow, the field has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. And being recent graduates of a master's in counseling psychology program, um, we began to have some really interesting conversations about not only the world we're living in, but what does that world look like when we take into account our professional identities Mm -hmm. and sort of, again, that social justice quote unquote thing that sometimes just gets left out. Right. It's, it's really the shit that we don't talk about. Yeah. Like, it's actually really fucking scary for some reason. Mm -hmm. And we want a platform where we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, when we look at the importance to, you know, there's the importance to the field, but then there's the importance to the self, which is why, like, one of our mantras for this podcast, just so you all know, is that here we don't talk about clients, like, Mm -hmm. at all. In fact, I feel like that's maybe, if podcasts were going to have a rule, this would be one of them. Um, because the reality is, and we talk about this, um, later on is that it's not the client, it's you (laughs) always. And it's, and it's us. And And that's something mm -hmm. we talk about a lot. Right. And we really, even using this podcast, this is a way to hold ourselves accountable and making sure that we do that. So call us out. If you find (laughs) us somehow in our episodes talking about clients, please Mm -hmm. tell Mm -hmm. us it's not okay. Yeah. And so the the purpose of this podcast is really to delve in and explore, you know, what is happening for us when we're in the room with clients? Um, what is going on with us? And how do we come to know ourselves better? 
you know, this, it's like one of my favorite sayings, you know, doctor heal thyself. But I think it's a really applicable thing where it's like counselor, counsel thyself, therapist, therapize yourself. Like getting to know who you are is how you show up. So important. And I often think that we do not put enough importance on really knowing who you are as a therapist, your gifts, where you need work on and what are your blind spots because all of those could be easily not easily actually it takes a lot of work to get to know yourself (laughs) let's be honest we know how hard it is to be therapist and to do therapy and do your work so we just want that to keep happening Mm mm-hmm so this is just a space for really you know we talked about this too that this is a space also for us to be actively engaged in that work And a big part, again, like if we were going to have rules, another one is Mm self-compassion. Because again, it is hard work and this is tender work. Like we, we're a little bit in your face about it and we're kind of, you know, explicit and whatever. But the reality is this is really tender work and it touches on really deep places, but we don't have to do it alone. And that's, that's sort of the thing is there are a lot of other people doing this tender work. And so when we say, you know, welcome to the shit you don't want to see, it's because there are so many reasons and systemic things keeping us from wanting to see that. Mm -hmm. Really bringing a new space for us to be human Mm -hmm. is really difficult for some reason. I keep saying some reason. We need to get rid of that. (laughs) Stop right there. Don't like that one. So kind of to just get us started and kind of set the mood, um, I like to hearken back to, you know, one of my favorite poets who's Mary Oliver. And I would like to share with you a poem because there are a lot of themes that I think are really relevant in this work that we're going to be doing together. So here goes wild geese. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, The world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. So, Lindsay, tell us, why did you want to have that poem? (laughs) Well, because I love the first line, actually. Like, you do not have to be good. And, you know, I'll start off by saying, like, as a white person, right? We talk about um, the good white person. And when we talk about social justice and we talk about anti-oppression, I feel like that is one facet that we can't not talk about. That there is an immense pressure to somehow outsmart the systemic reality of what's happening and to somehow be better than others who are also engaged in this work. So for me, whenever I feel myself getting up on that <laughs> high horse, yes. um, I remind myself, you do not have to be good. Mm-hmm. And actually, it is only in the being wrong, in the failing, in the falling, that you get to know who you really are. And so, yeah, that's kind of, that's, yeah. So that poem, I, I always come back to that. It's something I give my clients when I conclude 
therapy with them Mm -hmm. um, and I read it to them. And I think that it's just an important mantra to remind ourselves that we do not have to be good. We just have to be human. So good. And as a person of color, I'm Filipino. And I often actually have a hard time connecting to other white people who I feel really filled with tension to be good. And I start taking care of them, right? Mm -hmm. I feel that tension and somehow I need to assimilate even more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to start with that, I immediately feel good in my body, right? So that's also really nice to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that we can always do a really good job mm-hmm. connecting that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In our podcast. And that's something, you know, you and I talked about before we even started this is kind of our social memberships and our identities and like how those intersect not only in this podcast, but in our lives as therapists mm-hmm. and just as we are in the world. Um, so maybe that's a good segue. Right. Because I was going to say, let's talk about social identities because I don't know <laughs> if all of us have the same terminology when it comes to mm-hmm. doing work around mm-hmm. racism and sexism and all the isms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So in this kind of podcast, we had thought a really good place to start in having this conversation is to look at Pamela Hayes's model, which is called the addressing model. And it's actually 1D, so A-D-R-E-S-S-I-N-G, although it has been updated. Mm. Um, And you can actually look at the podcast show notes. Um, We're going to be putting in some links to Pamela Hayes' work so that you can do some more research on your own time, if that's something that interests you. Absolutely. So why don't we kind of go through the addressing model? Just a brief one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real brief. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be quick, I promise. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, we can start with just starting off with each letter. So, Mm -hmm. A is for age. Mm -hmm. Um, Ages 18 to 50. I don't know. I think it's 65. 65? Are those... 65 or 65. I think it's 65. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's 65. 18 to 65. Although we will get back to you on whether or not... See, you don't have to be good. You don't don't even have have to be be right. And you know, it's interesting too because I have no knowledge of this because I am in that agency or I do hold privilege in Mm -hmm. my age to where I don't actually think about this one quite Mm -hmm. a bit. So just notice that. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one that trips people up because we used to be kids. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh no, I totally remember what it was like to be a teenager and a kid and like, I mean, yeah, but also you don't because because you're not there anymore. As soon as you leave a place, a a marginalized position, you begin to assimilate into the culture of privilege. And Mm -hmm. so all of that gets quickly forgotten or distorted because then you're looking through it through the current lens of who you are. Yeah, exactly. So um, that being said. Well, I'm 33. And I'm 30. I'll be 31. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So we both have privilege in that area. Very much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not a thought at all. And something that we think about when we sit with clients who, you know, are marginalized in that way. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anyone below 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Or over the age of 65. Or over the age of 65. Or 55. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's 65. (laughs) 
I'm about to. Google if it. anything, we're changing it to 65. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela, I'm sorry. <laughs> and to those, who we're gonna get it. an angry email. I'm like, first of all, you don't get to rewrite my <laughs> fucking Pamela addressing model. <laughs> Hayes Institute emails us. Hmm. We're gonna need you to cease and desist. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, apparently we need like a lawyer on standby. I actually think it is 55. Is it? I actually do think so because we were talking to someone and their birthday just happened and it, and they were talking about how like they're no longer technically in that age bracket. No, but see, I, I remember another... Com- okay, we could go off on a tangent <laughs> about fine. this. Okay, we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first D. Yes. And I'll make a sidebar. And the only D. The only D, although I will say in the, the yeah. updated version, there is another D. So we'll kind of go over that. Okay. Um, But the one D is for disability. Mm -hmm. The additional D is actually one that has been added more recently, and it stands for developmental disability. This one's new for me. Yeah. So those two aspects, you know, because they they are different. And we kind of lump them into, you know, one disability. But Mm -hmm. so that's, that's the additional D. If you see it with two Ds, that's why. Gotcha. All right. For this one, too, I hold um, privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, although, even though I had really bad back, chronic back pain mm-hmm. before, because I don't anymore, mm-hmm. I am hold, I hold a lot of privilege mm-hmm. when it comes to disability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And disability is an interesting one I think we talked about before, where um, it's the one where I had an experience of actually shifting thinking that I was not disabled to realizing that I actually am disabled. Um, and that actually happened in graduate school. Um, when we worked with the addressing model and, um, we split up into, you know, caucus groups where we looked at groups who identified as disabled and groups who identified as not disabled. And then there were discussion groups and they started. So I went to the, you know, the not disabled group and we had a list of questions we were supposed to contemplate. And, the questions were like, oh, what are some things you never have to think of, think about mm-hmm. um, because you're not disabled? And so people are like naming stuff off and I'm sitting there feeling sicker and sicker and sicker as I realize, wait a minute, I think about all that shit all the time. And realizing, you know, that those experiences were so submerged for me where it was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no, because I'm not disabled enough. Or yes. I'm not visually disabled. And that's something we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. a lot too, or just that really interesting point between being enough of the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's so true for a lot of these. Yes. Okay, so let's let's whip through some of these other ones. Okay. So R stands for religious culture. Mm-hmm. And the way that's defined, right? Right. Basically, the umbrella term for Christendom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which includes actually agnostics and atheists. Yes, it does. So a good way, a shortcut way of thinking about this is, you know, so so I um, am, you know, I religious culture wise, I have privilege because I follow the Christian calendar. Mm-hmm. I I am atheist, but I certainly celebrate Christmas. Yeah. You know, I don't have any religious affiliation, but that actually doesn't matter. No. Because that's not how how this model defines it. You are it. benefiting. Yes. 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 Because I, I get Christmas off and I get those holidays off. Whereas, you know, not everybody gets Hanukkah off. No. Right. And they have to actually use more of their time off. Yep. 
in order for them to get that time off. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, even though I'm not an atheist, I don't know what I identify as, at least religion-wise, but I'm definitely spiritual and have some sort of belief about something. Mm-hmm. So, and of course I use and reap the benefits of being able to, just to know that I have Christmas week off. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Mm-hmm. So E is for ethnicity. And yes. I identify as white. And I identify as Filipino. I am half white. So this is, again, another part where am I Filipino enough mm. happens. So just notice that that's going to be really complicated for those who are multiracial, biracial, and any of those above. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have social class. Mm-hmm. Because I have an education, or at least it was more or less an easy access to education, I hold privilege mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. And so if you have access to higher education, even if you're saddled with student loan debt, even if you came from um, a marginalized upbringing, which I do, mm-hmm. um, so I grew up very poor, and that was something that was like really contentious for me was to let go of that in a way where it's like, no, but you don't understand. Like I grew up poor. Yeah. I went through some shit and it's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. You went through some shit. And right now, right. I hold privilege Mm -hmm. than, you know, other marginalized communities that do not currently. Um, so again, that's an example of, and you know, I've assimilated into the culture of, you know, social class privilege, Mm -hmm. um, where, yeah, I don't have to worry about a lot of things that I did growing up. Yeah. So it's very similar to age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have sexuality. Sexual identity. Sexual orientation. Sexual orientation. <laughs> that was a lot of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very fitting because right. <laughs> if you are questioning mm-hmm. or curious, yep. you still go under this bracket. You are still marginalized. You are still marginalized, yes. Mm-hmm. Because even questioning can mm-hmm. make you a target. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I identify as pansexual. Mm-hmm. That's my sexual orientation. Yes. And then I am, I don't know what I want to call myself, but I like queer. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I like umbrella terms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like. They keep the rain off. I like, yes, I really <laughs> just like to keep the rain off. But I'm definitely not questioning, mm-hmm. right? And I'm one of those people where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't feel bisexual enough mm-hmm. or pansexual enough or anything enough. Mm-hmm. So queer feels safe for me right now, and it's more than, and I'm more than welcome for it to change eventually. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the word queer is something that I use pretty generally as well because mm-hmm. I think that it's it's a, it's a good ter- it's a term that I enjoy using. It's a very good term. Yeah. Although I'll acknowledge also that some people don't like the word queer. Yes. So the I stands for indigenous origin or indigenous background. Background. Indigenous background. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I definitely hold privilege in this area um, as far as I know. um, Yeah. You know, and and holding privilege because even if I did one of those 23 and (laughs) me's, right, I don't have the experience of growing up indigenous in this country. Yes. And this one also was very confusing for me. Mm-hmm. So even though I was born in the U.S., right. I am Filipino, which do have indigenous background. Mm-hmm. So I technically have this as one of my targets or marginalized background. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this too is going to be a tricky part for me where I don't feel enough because I'm just half Filipino. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice a lot of me really not knowing how to connect with that part yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's right. That's part of the journey Mm -hmm. is we don't necessarily have to know all the answers. (laughs) No, but we just, you do not have to be good, Marjorie. (laughs) So hard. But here we are. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is... No, no, we have two more. Sorry. We have native... National origin. National origin. Mm-hmm. Where we're both born in the U.S. Yes. So we both hold privilege in that area. And, you know, just notice as we go through these different social memberships that there are certain ones that are a little hotter than others right now. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, they're really in the public um, consciousness. And I think- I think I want to go back a little bit. Yeah. When we say like national origin, what is the privilege of that? Oh, okay. That we don't think of. Right. So when you're, well, I mean, yeah, you start. <laughs> well, I was mostly thinking because if I heard us say this, I would be like, huh, excuse me. Um, but it's really as simple as like I hold a U.S. passport mm-hmm. and it's actually really easy for me to travel mm-hmm. to certain spots. I don't have to worry about... Um, being caught or being seen less than by holding any other forms of identification. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we don't have to worry about um, legislation changing. Yeah. That suddenly category, you know, because we think about naturalized citizens right now mm-hmm. are under a lot of scrutiny. And it's a possibility that some of those people could actually have that taken away. Right. Whereas, you know, they've been a U.S. citizen for a long time mm-hmm. or not a long time. And the government can just... Decide. Yeah. Yeah. So. But being born here Mm -hmm. really means you get to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No worries. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. I hope. I mean, we Uh don't know. It's like the dystopian future. You're Polish. (laughs) We don't like you. Yeah. They're like, they make all of us take like ancestry DNA tests. (laughs) Yeah. We shouldn't laugh. That's so bad. Anyway. So just notice that that's really up. Right now. Um, And as we look at individuals being detained and put into concentration camps and, you know, individuals being scrutinized in that way and the violence Mm -hmm. that's levied towards them, Mm -hmm. um, we would all do well to reflect upon our areas of privilege, especially in this membership right now. Right. So talking, moving into the last one, like you were saying. Yes. Gender. Officially the last one. So gender, Mm -hmm. I identify as female. Mm-hmm. I identify as female. Um, and, you know, I am also intersex, though I do identify as she, her. And the one thing that we'll say, right, is that whereas like LGBTQ combines um, sexual orientation and gender identity in the addressing model, we actually parse that out. So sexual orientation is separate from gender identity. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of historical reasons why that happened. Um, you know, as far as marginalized communities really sticking together, um, though there's been a lot of contentious history around, you know, trans and intersex people being accepted even within the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. community. So I just want to acknowledge that as well. Very good. Yeah. So we are on the marginalized group when it comes to gender Mm -hmm. and alongside with that is trans people. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we really say that. Yes. So... So it's women, very confusing. So women, 
transgender individuals and intersex people mm-hmm. are all considered uh, marginalized in this social membership. Yeah. So if, if you're not a cis man. Yeah, essentially. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's, that's, that, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You're the only ones with privilege in this area. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So why did we just go through this entire dressing model? Because these are the things that often actually show up in therapy that we do not talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to just talk about the content, the sort of on top of the umbrella stuff mm-hmm. because it's safe. Mm-hmm. And um, these are the ones that are the shitty parts, mm-hmm. the parts that we can sometimes suck at. Mm, yes. Right. And where we can grow. And also it just gives us really good language when we talk about the stuff sort of normalizing it mm-hmm. and not causing a lot of like tension and defense around each topic. Yeah. Do you want to say something about like the being sucky at it? <laughs> Cause I know you love to talk about I this part. I love talking about a sucking as therapist. I need more space for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about that. We suck at this sometimes because often as great as we are learning mm-hmm. about emotion, <laughs> So many feelings. And so many skills to utilize when it comes to uncomfortable emotions. We miss out so much on all the best parts of being a therapist. I like how you're just like subtly punching the couch as you're talking about this. I'm casually angry. It's fine. (laughs) I think that should be my tagline. Casually casually angry. angry. (laughs) You don't know that I'm angry, but I'm angry. Yes. And it's really the part that we created the podcast so we can start talking about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are a lot of really great podcasts out there that talk about skill building, that Mm -hmm. talk about professional identity, building your private practice. By the way, the Abundant Podcast, Abundant Practice Podcast is really good if you're interested in that. Mm -hmm. And we'll also link to some of those podcasts in our show notes. Um, But the reality is, is there, there isn't a lot of space to actually talk about the things that we are ashamed of Yes. or the things that we're like, Oh my God, this is so hard. And what is what? Okay. So this is something that comes up for me sometimes, right? It's like, what is wrong with me? Mm, Yes. Am I doing this? Okay. Yeah. Why am I thinking about this right now? Yes. Oh my God, I spaced out for the last five minutes. Right. Oh my gosh, why am I thinking about having sex with my partner? Mm-hmm. In the middle of this really big story. Yeah. Look, that happens. Yeah. And so, and the, and again, it's really like we have super, hopefully you're getting great supervision. Hopefully you have, you know, your community of um, peers that you can talk to about this stuff, but you might not. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, and this is something we, we talked again, why we did this podcast is we were encountering so many people who were like, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. Right. Because we'd say, you know, oh yeah, this happens. And people are just like, oh my gosh, I really was thinking, you know, like, I feel like there's something like I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. And I know we try to sometimes say like imposter syndrome. I'm actually kind of getting annoyed with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it's because we don't have space. Yeah. To normalize yeah. these emotions. And yes. so then we just like to put it underneath imposter mm-hmm. syndrome and just saying, you know what? It's what it is instead of like, hmm, I'm really curious about why I had that thought. Yeah. And what do I need to grow? Mm-hmm. Or what's, what's, why is that in my blind spot? Mm-hmm. And I need to work on that. 
Well, and and going back to the addressing model, right, is mm-hmm. also noticing kind of, I mean, I certainly have had moments where I panic in session, where somebody says a thing, and I'm like, fuck, I'm, mm-hmm. I, okay, ready to just fuck this all up, because I actually don't know what to say. Um, and, and what to do about that, especially when we're sitting with someone, say, you know, who has a marginalized identity and they, they're, they're sharing their experience mm-hmm. and maybe I don't share that marginalized identity. And so how do I hold space for that in a way that doesn't cause harm? Um, and also have a lot of self-compassion mm-hmm. for the fact that I'm freaking out. Yeah. And what does that mean for my growth and my development um, so yeah, it's like the, and I think we're going to say this a lot, but that like, just notice. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like just noticing where it's like, Oh, here we go. I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And I know there's things out there like yay for failing and all mm-hmm. these sort of improv things mm-hmm. that a lot of actors use and mm-hmm. utilize. And I am aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I know that they try to make us therapists use those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I need to hear it from therapists. Yeah. I don't really want to hear it from other white men teaching us how to <laughs> fail. <laughs> yes. Well, and also just acknowledging, like, right here, right now, the two of us sitting here, mm-hmm. there are a lot of really valid reasons that people don't talk about this stuff. Because it can be used against you, right? Mm-hmm. There are systemic things that would definitely want to use this against you. Yeah. So, again... That's why having your community of people and finding your people that you can talk about this stuff is so important. And so we're hoping this podcast will just help support that. Yes. I mean, the reason why we started with this intro is because it is a big part of understanding who we are um, and how we show up in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So something we think is really valuable kind of as a takeaway is to go through the addressing model for yourself and to just name your own memberships Mm -hmm. and kind of explore that. And then once you do that, really pay attention to what your body does. We often forget as therapists to really connect with how our body reacts Mm -hmm. to our thoughts and our feelings. So notice if there's like huge tension in certain parts, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of pain, who Mm -hmm. knows. Mm -hmm. Um, A few ones for me was definitely a lot of confusion. So Mm -hmm. just notice if there's confusion around there, more likely than not, that's probably what... (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going on so really try to just notice it yeah so like the when we were talking about disability and i was sharing that story um, i just noticed like even as i'm retelling the story i could go back to that experience of just that sinking feeling in my stomach and just being like oh mm-hmm. and sort of that it made my body feel very heavy yes. again like weighted um And the same for me when it came to sexual identity. Mm -hmm. That was really interesting to realize. Like, Mm. oh, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and sort of that shame that comes in that role that you are suddenly realizing. It's not recording. Is it not? Is it? Oh, it is. Okay. Lindsay. I know. I'm sorry. I got scared. I'm she sorry. freaks me out sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Technology betrays me all the time. I have trust issues. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's See, fine. we were talking about this. Can I just point out, like, yeah. we're talking about this subject, and I was reflecting on, like, my body, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I was like, panic. <laughs> 
also also notice that sometimes it's okay to dissociate. Yeah. It's really important sometimes. Yes. Right. Right. Um, and I think something that we talk about um, in our conversations, and I think is important to name here, mm-hmm. is you don't have to fix it. Mm, yes. Say I just again. Yeah. You don't have to fix it. Oh my god. And just notice how you feel right now. That actually feels so good. You don't have to fix it. Yeah, you don't have to be good. Yeah, you don't have to be good. Which is why we're not editing any of our podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Not because we're lazy, but because we actually want to show you what fucking up looks like. Yes, we're we're, we're trying to model. (laughs) So we tell ourselves. Fucking up in real time. Yes, this is what we whisper to ourselves as we lay in bed at night. (laughs) It's all right. But yeah, like, again, that, like, you don't, we get really stuck on this idea of we have to know the answer, and if something is uncomfortable or hard, that we're supposed to fix it. And that's why we say, just notice. Take a deep breath. Just notice. Yeah. And notice what that does for, I mean, I'm noticing right now, just us talking about that. It's like, oh, relief. So fast. Mm-hmm. Now remember, you are a therapist. You know how to do these things. <laughs> in fact, there's a hundred thousand dollar debt in your pocket. <laughs> tells you you know tells how. Tells you you know how to do this. <laughs> Use it. Well, and that's again, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. Like we we get really good at that. Um, and but I think that's part of the self compassion piece is mm-hmm. we start to lose self compassion. And so we start to think that we're supposed to not need these skills, that we're not supposed to need therapy ourselves. We're not supposed to need space to be authentic. We're not supposed to need validation. Yeah, we're not Freudians. Remember that. Yeah, <laughs> we are not. We're not there. <laughs> no, and and you know, it's it's actually really sad. It's an amputation of our own humanity and our own mm-hmm. spirit. And so that's why, you know, like when we open up, we talk about becoming disconnected from our authenticity and our humanity Mm -hmm. because it happens. And it's a, I think it's like, it's a slow creep sort of thing. It doesn't just, you know, suddenly you're like, oh, you know, I'm a zombie. It's like, it's a slow erosion that takes place. You start noticing yourself like, oh, well maybe I don't want to go to this grocery store. Yeah. What if my, what if I run into a client? Yeah. And so we really want to start in the next few episodes that we're going to create, mm-hmm. we're really going to pay attention to how that sort of, what was the word that you used? Decapitating? Oh, uh, amputating. Amputating. Yes. Amputating. <laughs> amputating. <laughs> Actually, though, <laughs> that's also perfectly, yes. Freudian we, slip right there. Decapitate. Er, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Decapitate. And amputate. We're yes. just we're basically the black knight. <laughs> Monty Python, it's fine. We have no limbs or and no head. It's fine. We're just a torso. I can't. I need a moment. Uh, and good. Everybody has stopped listening at this point. Wait, don't go just yet. Don't I go. promise. I do want to talk about what our future episodes will look yes. like and yes, what yes, the yes. topics we're gonna get into. Just so that, you know, hopefully it gets you, it's, it lets you stay curious mm-hmm. and um, continue listening to us. And yeah, so, you know, to stay plugged in, make sure you hit subscribe on whatever podcast listener you're using mm-hmm. and follow along with this journey. 
Um, yeah, so preview of the next few episodes that we have planned. Um, the ne- next episode, we're really going to go back to the it's not the client, it's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which can sound really intimidating and scary, but actually, believe it or not, it's going to feel really good. So good. Because once you can, like, locus of control stuff is actually extremely freeing once you can grok it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm actually really excited for that next episode um, because it's something we talk about a lot. Yeah. And we're going to talk about polyvagal states, safety, parallel processing. It's, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, for episode three, three and four, it might actually end up being a twofer. I think this might be a twofer as mm-hmm. we, that's what we put in. It's going to be counselor, counselor thyself. Mm-hmm. Um, I need an adult. <laughs> or, yeah. Oh, I need an adult. Shit, I am the adult. <laughs> I am the adult. Oh, my God. And this is where we're going to go into more of our own stuff, if you will. You know, really look into parenting self and that attachment. Mm-hmm. Looking at our competency, that imposter syndrome that we were just talking about, and, of mm-hmm. course, oppression work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I we are really big t- uh, personnel personality typologist Mm -hmm. we're big fans of the enneagram so Mm -hmm. you'll be hearing a lot about that Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course utilizing coping skills what are our toolboxes Mm -hmm. what's missing in our toolboxes first of all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you're gonna get some really good quotes and of course you know just kind of sit with us and you know what if this is also what you're feeling yeah yes so i think that's going to be a really really great one as well um, and just to follow up with that, to let you know, we are going to be running sort of a woven series with our regular podcasts, which are going to kind of be like little mini blurbs that are going to have activities and actual things that you can be doing as you cultivate a practice of just noticing and being aware and connecting with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so something we'll be talking about episode five is going to be about morning pages, which comes from the book, The Artist's Way, highly recommend. So we'll do a, a brief little walkthrough of what that looks like and how mm-hmm. it can benefit you as a clinician. Um, and then in episode six, why self-care is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and let's just leave it at that. Yeah. We're not even going to tell you what that means. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to wait and see till episode six. Yes. So we're really excited. Um, we're going to be having guests and panelists along mm-hmm. the way so you know uh un- well i was gonna say fortunately we are surrounded by amazing mentors amazing an amazing community mm-hmm. um of just vital vital individuals who are so vibrant and who bring so much to the community we work in so we are really excited to be able to share those gifts mm-hmm. and the wisdom of those people with all of you yeah because why not? Yes. Yes. Why not? <laughs> and they agreed to come talk on our podcast. Thank so that's goodness. actually the reason. <laughs> <laughs> They're agreeing. Some, so we'll take it. We, we need to get them to sign something so they don't change their mind. Oh, yeah. Because once right. they hear this, they're going to be like, uh, actually, no hard First pass. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll talk about decapitating. <laughs> <laughs> and why you can't have why do we crack? Yeah. Why do we crack ourselves up? I don't know. But that's great. <laughs> and well, I'll take it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our very first episode, sort of our introduction, you know, down and dirty run through of the addressing mm-hmm. model. Again, check out those show notes. Um, take a look at the podcasts we're recommending, as well as, you know, more sources on the addressing model. And we really hope that you'll join us on this journey through these many topics that we don't talk about. Um, but it's really the shit that fertilizes everything that is to come. So... We're grateful and figuratively. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> we are not talking about pooping on this podcast. I just, just, no. I was just thinking of fertilization. <laughs> and how well, we actually have to use shit sometimes. I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> Okay. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you. This is so a podcast much. on poop. <laughs> Bull poop. It's fine. It is bullshit. Yeah, it's fine. It's See. fine. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, hope you guys uh, go ahead and continue and watch our next episode. All right. Good night. Hey, thank you for listening to our bullshit. Tired of your own excuses? Want to continue the conversation? Hit subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts. And go ahead and leave us a review. It is, for some reason, really important for us to get reviews in order for people to see us out there into the internet. And it would be really cool that if you do that, that way when people type in therapy or therapeutic, um, we're up there in the searches. So that would be really cool. And... uh, I hope you come back and listen to us.